Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I think he's implying you're my bitch. Yeah, I don't know if you can... Now I need to mark this podcast as explicit. No, that's just a female dog. Okay. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and josh at www.topfs.co.uk. Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money, and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Hello, Josh. Hello, Mark. We've gone straight into recording this podcast with no um, pre-podcast banter. And did we in the previous episode talk about this lady who now pops up to to warn you when... um, it's when she's when Zoom's recording. We haven't. No, tell us about her. We have, let's do that now. Well, in the past, uh, when you started recording via Zoom, it just start, just started, and a little red light flashed in the corner. Now, a lady pops up saying, "This meeting is being recorded." Not in that accent, but something close. It was good to effort. That. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get the option to cancel or continue. It's all about consent nowadays. Well, I had already consented because I knew what we were doing. Thank you for sharing. How are you, Mark? I'm all right. Bit hot? It's a bit hot. The heat wave is back in the UK. It's good. As summer approaches. What are your plans this summer? Uh, well, the, the proposed plan is a trip to Portugal. Whether that happens <laughs> and is allowed, we will have to wait and see. I mean, yeah. this is the, the holiday from last summer. I see. So it's been moving so this is thing, when you're li- When you're listening to this podcast, it could be at any point in the past year because the government policy towards holidays has been go, don't go, go, don't go, go, don't go. And now this traffic light system has put much of um, summer travel and the tourist industry up in the air. I think it's a bit harsh. I, I get the, the system, but really the notice period is too short. They should give like two-week notice period. That way if someone's gone away for two weeks, yeah. at least they can enjoy their holiday. Yeah. So, well, hopefully you get to go away. Thanks. What about you? Uh, well, this is a dilemma we're facing right? because we've got first world problems. Uh, summer right? hol- yeah, we've got a holiday abroad booked and also stay- some staycations. Plural. And well, because we'll do a few in a week rather than one big long one. And we just don't know whether airports are going to be a hassle and crowded. And how do you let's really- just how do you do a few staycations in a week? Well, you go to like a hotel somewhere and then travel somewhere else. You like travel around. Okay. I think that's one UK staycation. a very big island. That's one staycation. You're just travelling. Yeah. But okay. Uh, yeah, but it's just the, has, the stress of having a holiday abroad and then all these people who've had to rush back from Portugal quickly. Yeah, don't stress about it. If you get to go somewhere, you get to go somewhere. If you don't, you don't. It's only, uh, well, it's only we, a holiday. Um, yeah, I know, but it's a holiday that many people have waited now. Two years for yeah. We last went away for. summer nineteen, but if you can't go, you can't go. Well, you and me went on a plane together. That's true. I mean, last that wasn't a holiday, was it? Not together, but yeah, 
<laughs> to Athens. The last time Arsenal were in Europe, we're going to talk about Arsenal shortly on this podcast. Oh, good. But I wanted to um, tell you we've had a couple of reviews. Lovely. Well, that, because we don't get that many, don't read them both out. <laughs> just pick one. <laughs> I'll just read one because uh, this one's in my favour. It's from a person called Mark R. Yeah. Who spells Mark incorrectly with a K at the end, but M at the beginning. So he's doing all right. Good. And he says, he, um, his, he titles it, Exceeded My High Expectations, an excellent personal finance podcast delivered in a gentle, humorous and informative way. This is a bit where I don't necessarily... Well, no, this is a bit where I like. I like the rest of it. Joshua is knowledgeable and sensible in his advice and knows his stuff. Mark, that's me, Mark with a C, is a good foil for Joshua's razor-sharp wit. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's saying you, but I'm not sure if he's implying that I don't have wit. Or... I think he's implying you're my bitch. Yeah, I don't know if you can... Now I need to mark this podcast as explicit. No, that's just a female cause... dog. Okay. So yeah, that's nice. Yeah, if, thanks, if anyone Mark else off. would like to leave us a review, please do so on any the podcast platform you're listening to. You can do it on um, iTunes, which is the most popular, but there's also Podbean. Is there still a link in the uh, show notes to click to leave a review? Yes. Okay, there you go. Make, you made so. it nice and easy for people. Uh, yes, I don't know if I can make it any more easier. Fantastic. I wanted to talk on this podcast about things you pay for that you don't necessarily need in life, but out of habit maybe inertia or FOMO, you do. Because okay. what, what spurred me on to this was we are talking now on Wednesday, the 9th of June, which happens to be the day to pay for your Arsenal season ticket. That's mm. the last day to renew your Arsenal season ticket. And many fans like us uh, haven't been for the past year due to the coronavirus restrictions. So we're expecting, and and also Arsenal are now not going to be in any European competition for the next season. So we were expecting a sizable discount on our um, tickets for next yep. year. So I logged in to see what I would get. And I've got a bit of credit, but I'm only paying a couple of hundred pounds less. And which was a bit bit of a shock to me because I thought we're not in as many competitions. We're going to be um, reflective of the price. Despite that, I still still paid it. So in some ways, I think football season tickets are a, stup- a stupid tax. So you were, you paid £1,200 for 26 games, worked out about £46 a game. That's your normal season, yeah. is it? Yeah. And this season, ignoring any uh, credit and everything you had, how much was your ticket? Eight, no, the ticket was 850 850 divided by 19. Yeah. It's about £44 a game. So what are you moaning about? Well, it's the upfront cost, isn't it? <laughs> You've got to do your numbers before you start complaining. Yeah, but you still expect a discount because it's, it's, it's still fewer games. Well, it is. You said it was 1200 now it's 850 Yeah, but only because of that £300 credit. Right, you didn't understand my question, did you, young man? Right. What was the amount ignoring any credit, the cost of your season ticket? Or maybe usually it's 1400 1,400. We'll do this again. 1,400 <laughs> divided by 26 games. So it's normally £53 a ticket. Yeah. And you're saying it's 1,200 this year, ignoring the discount. Yeah. Divided by 90. No, divided by 21, because I think this is a couple of cup games. £57 a ticket. Right. So it's gone up by about £4 a ticket. I mean, that's that's a pint of beer. Down London. Yeah, pint of beer again. So why do yeah. you think they've put the prices up? Well, I think they're trying to cover their losses from COVID. 
And, and they're uh, going to have less games, so there's less match day money, isn't there? Apart from the gate receipts, you've got all the catering and the commercial spot deals and all that. Yeah. But wh- why but, did we get onto this, Mark? What was the what I'm was just your wondering issue? If, if in any other in any other purchase would you willingly pay more to get less okay it's a good question you i don't think you would do it sort of with open eyes and say i want to pay more for less but have you got some examples for us to talk through i'm going too soon i just feel like a season ticket is an interesting one because you're not just thinking about the money, you're thinking about your team and the passion and the emotion you get and the, the reward you get for following a football club and all the history around that. But I do think, as I said previously, it is a bit of a stupid tax and it's something that um, clubs know fans will continue to pay so they can just charge whatever they like, which I don't think is fair. Yeah, so they, they are um, playing on your loyalty, aren't they? With all these yes. things in, in football clubs, you know, the cost of the shirts, I think when we were kids, it was probably like £20 a shirt. Yeah. Now someone was telling me that one of their kits is over £100. At, uh, I think it was a Spurs kit, but it's not the kit that fans can buy. You can buy the kit that the players wear, you know, for yeah. 120 quid. I mean, it's ridiculous. And you've got the uh, the programmes, if you want to buy those at a game, they're like, I don't know, used to be about 50p. They're, they're a good few quid. I don't buy those anymore. You've got if you sign your kids up to like the junior stuff, it is a big money making business. But that is football nowadays. It's not about fans and uh, the on the pitch. It's about making money. But we have lasted the past year without going to any football matches. Yeah, and it's been all right, I think. Um, so what could you do without it? Why did you renew? So I didn't actually miss not going. Hmm. Maybe that's because we were rubbish last year, yeah. so it wasn't much to watch, but I didn't miss not going. But part of it might have been that no one was going, so mm-hmm. that might be it. But I do enjoy it. It's the it's the social side of it. You know, you see your friends, um, you have something to eat, you have a drink, you watch the game, you get, you've got the highs and the lows. So I do, I would like to, to go back. That's why I've renewed it. I enjoy it as, as much as sometimes we moan when it's not good there is sort of a, a sense of belonging and, and fun involved with it. Interesting. Now, because we're a personal finance podcast... Oh, we? I, I just thought, thought we, was, had, we have a chat every week. <laughs> this has been an interesting segue into products that you sometimes pay for out of habit that you don't necessarily need. Okay. So I've done a little bit of an internet search and I want to throw some of these at you. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with... Um, yeah, personal finance ones, financial products first. Not, not necessarily stuff you advise on, but gap insurance. What do you know about gap insurance? Not a lot. Something to do with your car, that if your car is a write-off, you pay to get back the purchase price, the cost of a new car, as opposed yeah. to what your car's worth at that point in time. You know, this is something that dealerships will try to sell you on a new, yeah, when you buy a new car. Have you, have you ever taken that out? I've never done it. Have you? No, I just don't think it's worth it because you're paying, you pay a premium every month and your car may never get written off. Hopefully it never gets written off. And in that time, you could have just saved up enough to have replaced it anyway. I mean, I wouldn't use, I don't know if I'd use that as my reason not to because you could sell it about any insurance. 
No, you, you're, yeah, but the other... Okay, well, we'll come on to that. But I think more, more of an issue really is if you buy new cars, what, what they're basically saying to you is if you buy a new car, as soon as you drive it out of the dealership, it's worth like a third less than you paid for it. And you're basically covering that that cost. So you're probably actually better off not buying new cars. Interesting. Um, also as well, sometimes your car insurance may cover you for a replacement anyway. So you may not even need gap insurance. There you go. Uh, and on those subjects of cars or breakdown cover what's your view on that um, I I think that I'm trying to remember but I think I have that just as part of own, as part of owning my car rather than me paying an annual fee for it I think it came with the car um, but I do think breakdown cover is, is quite important because if you're suddenly well there's a couple of ways you can do it because there's I once had one where you pay a very small amount to be a member, like £20 for the year. Hmm. And if you need to, if you have an accident or something, you need to recovery or breakdown, you pay for it and you claim it back. Yeah. And there's another way where you pay the membership for the year, I don't know, £200 to the AA, and that, that then covers you for any accident. So there's from a financial point of view, you're probably better off taking the the breakdown insurance one as opposed to the breakdown cover. But from a convenience, you might prefer the breakdown cover. Yeah. It just seems like a lot like there's Green Flag or VAA or VRAC and you can pay hundreds of pounds a year and never really have to use it. And I just, yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't feel like you, if some, and sometimes your insurance may cover you as well or it may just be worth having, if for a one-off time you may break down just paying paying for it. Yeah, again, I think that's the same thing where if if your logic is, well, what's the chance of it happening? You know, why have car insurance at all? Why have... Well, because it's, it's legally required to have car insurance. Or contents insurance, you know, all these things. Yeah. With insurance, it is, you've got to weigh up the chances of something happening against the impact of that on your life. So something like a life insurance, an income protection, a critical illness cover, really important. The mm. chances might be smaller than a knock on your car, but the impact of that is much greater in the financial effects. Do you use that as an argument to persuade people to take out life insurance? Um, well, I don't know. I don't say I argue with, with clients about no, it. No, I try no, and help no. <laughs> but is that, yeah. I, I don't know whether I've used that with, as a reason for a client, but I think it is a, a very valid point. Do you think people are more willing to pay for something like breakdown cover or gap insurance than life insurance or critical illness or income protection? I think it depends on the individual. I would say the majority of people and clients that I look after and help value themselves and, the, and their family. But you do come across some people that would rather pay for their mobile phone insurance than mm. life insurance. And if you think about it, it's mad. If your phone breaks, the maximum is you're going to have to outlay a £1,000 or whatever they cost nowadays for a phone. Yeah. Let's let's take income protection example. If you can't work ever again because of your health, well, if you're if the average UK salary is about £25,000, that's what you've got to find a year, £25,000 to, to look after yourself. So the impact is much, is much higher. Okay. What about... Um Hope I'm Hopefully it's not all insurance on your list. Huh? No, no, it's not. I'm getting on to warranties now. So it's a type of insurance, a warranty. Well, I don't know. That's an interesting 
debate, isn't it? Is insurance a war is because a warranty gives you protection if you're if a product you buy breaks down. It's insuring against the product breaking down. Yes, but there's often exclusions and it will only count for a limited period. I think um so we bought a I've got an example is when we first bought our house, we bought a sofa. Mm-hmm. And there was this extra protection you could have with the sofa for 50 quid or 100 quid or whatever it was. You can yeah. have it that if you get a mark on the sofa, this special thing will, you know, that will be taken care of and the marks will get removed. And we we signed up for it, being yeah. young and naive, and obviously never got a mark on the on the sofa. And it was a Except bit of a waste of money. Except for when I came round. Sorry. No, but your mark with a C doesn't count. Okay. Um, so, that, I mean, so that, you know, even... Uh, so that's an example of something that, yeah, people may pay for and not necessarily necessarily need. Yeah. That's a hard word to say. Yeah. Uh, well, you buy like, uh, I know when I buy on Amazon, anything electrical, it always pops up. Do you want the three-year super-duper warranty or whatever it may be? So you've yeah. you really got to think about it. What is the impact of it? Another one I know is you can have, um, talking about warranties, I think my, it's my in-law's, on their electrical appliances, seems to be paying a fortune every month to all these warranty people. If ever breaks, yeah, they come and repair or replace it. But I'm I'm sort of the mindset, a bit like you were with the gap insurance, that hmm. just don't spend that money a month, whether it's twenty quid or five pounds or fifty quid or whatever it is. And if it breaks, you'll have enough money to buy a new one. Yes, yeah, and I think that warranties is where a lot of companies make a lot of money on people. On people's sort of insecurity, yeah, uh, they play on your got, fears, don't they? Yeah, your fears because you've got the Consumer Rights Act as well, where if you buy something, you've got six months. I think if it breaks, you're you're allowed a refund or a replacement. Okay, so you wouldn't need a warranty for that. Although most warranties would last, I think, a year. But then some companies will try to get you to do an extended warranty. But there are some products where six years are six years later, you can still claim for a refund. A lot, of, can, a lot of these companies like Amazon and are very good with returns and places yeah. like Costco. If you've got a good company with a good returns policy, then you won't need to pay for the add-ons. Mm. Okay. So we're going to move on from um, insurance and warranties. What about gym membership? It's a good one, that, because most people pay the sign out, signing up fee, pay the monthly subscription, stop, only don't go or go once a month. Hmm. Uh, have you have you got gym membership still? I did, and then until you were preparing happened. for the podcast, yeah, <laughs> um, lockdown happened, and then exercise at home, and then we got a Peloton, and realised a lot of the stuff you did in the gym you can do in your spare room if you have a spare room, obviously. Obviously, yes. Um, what's it like chatting, getting something out of the vending chatting, machine, chatting, free coffees, yeah, <laughs> looking at other women. More. <laughs> um, so yeah, so gym membership can be like hundreds of pounds a month, whereas you can just exercise for free by going for a run, lifting bags of sugar, or you can just buy weights. Yeah. Uh, parks have free equipment in them. So I wasn't, uh, I never, I went to a gym years ago, like in my yeah. late teens, and then a couple of years ago signed up, I might have spoken about it on the podcast at one point, but signed mm-hmm. up to Pure Gym in the area because it was only 20 quid a month and I thought well if I go once a week it's that's good value and I was and I was going once or twice a week and doing the classes and like you when Covid hit I think 
Pure Gym actually froze memberships. I think they yeah. stopped charging, which was good. Uh, but then we, the same as you, we got a Peloton bike, and I just thought, you know what? I, I don't need the gym membership. I'd, it's much easier for me to be at home with young children. I can go and ride on the bike. I don't have to make special arrangements, you know, for them to be taken care of. As soon as I finish on the bike, I'm done. Whereas if I'm at the gym, I've got to, I don't know, get home, change, whatever it, whatever it may be. So it's much easier. But I guess for others. The gym's a great place to be. It's sociable. You've got much more equipment than just having a bike at mm. home. You've got the live classes there. Um, so if you use things, it's great. If you don't go to the gym, it's a complete waste of money. Yeah, I think that, yeah, if you're going to use it, it's worth it, but a lot of people just pay for it and then... And then forget about it. Um, but it's worth saying as well with the Peloton, we do pay, what is it, £20, £40 a month. Yeah, there is a, for, a, a subscription. Uh, to access there? classes. But that's still, I think, cheaper than a lot of gym memberships, and we use it. Again, so, yeah. So if you're using it, like we're doing in our house, and you, you're getting good yeah. value. What about TV subscription services? We seem to have those coming out our ears. I've yeah. got Sky, Sky Sports, Sky Movies, Sky, whatever else there is, Netflix, Amazon Prime. Uh, we don't have, I know there's Disney Plus. I haven't got Apple yeah. TV, but I've got loads of these things. And what, so what, how many movies do you watch? A day? Or? Oh, yeah, on Sky, Sky Movies. Um, probably, I watch it since, uh, more since COVID and also since having kids and going out less. I do, I do watch the films. I'm in the middle of one at the moment. I never watch it in one go anymore. There's never time to watch one in one go. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I watch one at the moment called, I think it's called Echo Boomers. Right, um, but no, I, I do watch. I do watch them. The kids like them as well. They watch all the Disney films or what? Not Disney because that's not on anymore. But like the cartoons and things. Do you? What about you? Well, we um, recently, not really, well, but we've, we sort of ditched um, cable or satellite TV subscriptions, and we just do Netflix and Disney Plus. Um, I reckon you get enough from those. Like, yeah, we've got Netflix and between all of us in the house there's something that everyone wants to watch but I suppose you don't get the football anymore do you no that's the thing that's and why I you're always in my house surround you with my friends yeah and eventually they're going to notice which I'm a bit worried about it's fine because you usually bring drinks and, and crisps so you're always yeah. welcome okay my next one is drinks and crisps <laughs> <laughs> but this one, next one is a bit controversial I'll tell you what just one other thing when you're, you're talking about something like the TV packages yeah so as if you again if you if you watch it you get value if you don't you don't but what's more important is when the deal comes to an end making sure mm. you call up and and negotiate a a new rate with the the provider yeah you've got to be quite savvy to do it don't you no you have a gift of a gab no not really I just put a reminder in my calendar like when I sign yeah. up I put in right this is going to end roughly on this date twelve months later call them up and and see if there's anything they can do. But how easy is, is it to persuade them? Well, I usually yeah. find my next, my alternative first. So at the moment okay. we've got Sky. And yeah. if I didn't have it, maybe I would be with Virgin, which we were at one point. So if I'm happy with the Virgin deal, I'd call Sky and say, this is the deal I've been offered. Mm -hmm. What can you do? And okay. if it's there or thereabouts, I'll if I'm ha I'll stick with the one I'm happy with. And if not, I'm, I'll move. Cause it's, it's the same at the end of the day. It's only television. Sony TV. Sony TV. Sony TV. Okay, I'm going to uh, 
throw a controversial one at you. Okay, I'm ready for it. Uh, Charity donations. Got it. Because a lot of people pay their charity charitable donations by direct debit, and so you can have like ten pounds coming out a month, or more, or less. But in some months, you may feel, well, I don't want to give that much. <laughs> I don't like them anymore. Those little kids anymore. can go hungry this month. <laughs> yeah. That guy can't have his operation. I, yeah. um, I, I, so I've got some direct debits for, for charity. Yeah. I think, so this is, oh, that's good ones because it's completely different to the others. So if you can afford to give the charity, then you keep doing it. Mm. I don't think you're going to think it's a waste unless you don't like that charity anymore. You might change to a different one. Um, but no, it's great. It's great to be able to give charity to help other people. Does it make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, Mark? It does. So let's bring it back to personal finance and sort of if you had to budget and plan financially, do your financial planning, which of those would you prioritise to monitor or cut? Well, out of those that we've discussed? Yes. I think... You probably, where would you start? I'd, I'd probably take a step back and what I'd probably do is split my income, uh, sorry, my expenses maybe into three brackets, my essentials, my necessities. So that might be my mortgage or my rent, my heating and electricity, my food shopping. So I'd probably have my essentials at one end. At the other end, I'd probably have my luxuries which might be an Arsenal season ticket. It might be a staycation where you go to a, a, a hotel and each day you move to a, a different one. So I'd, Every few days. Yeah, and then in the middle, I'd have my sort of mid-range stuff, which might be a Peloton membership or a gym or um, clothes, you know, new, nice clothes and things like that. So that's how I would do it. And then you can work out where do I need to budget because this stuff you can't touch. Yeah. So you start with this stuff if you need to budget. So rather than going to five hotels on your staycation, you might only go to four. And rather than paying 40 quid for your, if you're in this column in the middle, rather than paying £40 a month for your Peloton membership, you might pay £20 a month for your Pure Gym. So that's how, that's okay. how I would suggest you do it. How far up are buying nice clothes? How far up is buying nice clothes in your list? No, it's not even on my list. Yeah. Not, you know, what? I spend nothing on clothes really. As you could tell from my plain black. I'm lucky, lucky you're wearing anything. You are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, from here, okay. here up, I am. <laughs> well, if anyone has any suggestions of things they pay for that they don't think they should be or need to, so I um, contact us. I uh, said to said to the boss recently. I was like, "What's this on the credit card? Every month there's like three pound fifty going out to something." Yeah, I haven't, didn't recognise. Oh, you know, I'm hot on this. Got to be. What, what are you spending your money on? What's going on yeah. here, love? Um, and she said it's well, it's a, subs- a subscription thing I signed up to during COVID and lockdown that I need to I need to cancel. See so, yeah, what what is Anne Summers? Why do you need? <laughs> there wasn't really Anne Summers. It was like some sort of kids online learning thing that she did oh, at the yeah. beginning of lockdown yeah. so they could have access to more stuff. And every month I say, can you cancel this? Like, you know, we're paying £3.50 yeah. and it's every month it's, it's been on there for like the past six months. So if she's listening to this, which she's not, um, yeah. please, please cancel it. I'd rather give the <laughs> £3.50 a month to, to charity. New clothes. Oh, charity. New clothes. Or, yeah. you know, that pays for your coffee once a month or whatever it may be. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. You enjoy that? Nice chat for you? Lovely, lovely to chat. It's always good to chat. Uh, what, yeah. what are you up to the rest of the week, Mark, that you could tell our listeners about? I'm driving to Glasgow this weekend. Ah, I forgot you were doing that. Yeah. You've got a road trip, don't you? Tell us about road it. Road trip for the Euros, Euro, Euros. Euro 2020. This is what I don't understand as well. Why are we still calling it Euro 2020? This is the European Championships for football, football that was meant to be last year. That was postponed because of COVID. So now it's 2021. There's 24 teams, 24, 26 teams. 24, yeah. 24 competing national teams. But we're still calling it Euro 2020, although it's a year later. I think anyway, I think the reason is because of everything was branded and merchandise and it's all yeah. done at Euro 2020. Um, so it's probably not worth them changing it. Also, it gets confusing if when you're looking at all the history and the records, this one's got a weird, a weird date. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm going to drive to Glasgow with some friends. Lovely. To watch um, Scotland v... Czech Republic. I know you're a massive Scotland fan, big, which is why Scotland you're here. Fan. And I'm going, we, are gonna, uh, we are planning on stopping. Sorry, you're going to an England match, aren't you? I'm going to England on Sunday. England against yeah. Croatia, or as my kids call it, Croatia. <laughs> Who are you going? Are you going with another person? I'm going with another person. Yeah, another man. Uh, another man. And uh, okay, so I'll name drop myself, him. I'm going with Richie. Come, go see if he's listening. Yeah, Richie's yeah. going to that. And I'm setting myself a challenge to get north enough by the time the England match kicks off at two o'clock so that we can stop in a northern pub to watch it what, so um, and only have a couple more hours travel to Scotland why a northern pub? because I don't want to because the game's at two and then it will finish what 3.45 so the challenge is more the distance rather than it being a northern pub yeah to cover enough distance but because we're going north yeah it's most likely to be a northern pub okay Otherwise, we're going the wrong way, and then yeah. so, I mean, I don't want to be travelling too late into Scotland for no apparent reason. But no, you don't want to be travelling there at night. No, definitely <laughs> yeah. not. No. So I'll let you know on the next episode if I make it to watch the England game. Tune in. Tune in to see. See ya. See ya. Please remember, anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice. But if you do need support, feel free to contact us on Twitter. You can reach me at Mark Schoffman and Josh at Josh Gersler. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on your podcasting app. That helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear. So thank you for being in for a penny. penny.